you know, I fucked up. Why? <laughs> because, <laughs> look, you know, I think about what I'm going to... Well, I don't think about it, right? I'm like, as I'm sitting here, this is... I think about what I'm going to do as the <laughs> intro. I don't think about it during the week, right? And okay. I keep thinking back to the day I said... Uh, politics and, and I'm like no I just call it politics <laughs> I'm never gonna beat that <laughs> oh, but anyway hello hi welcome the name of the show is politics although I call it politics and the title of this episode is guardians of the galaxy volume 3 yeah uh, my name is Fresh, and I am Ty so a little bit of cleanup from last week it was our most unprofessional episode to date, <laughs> right? We didn't even say our names at the beginning. And at the end, we didn't mention the URL where they can find our links. <laughs> One of the worst episodes we've ever done. Fair enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, that's why uh, in this in the document I wrote, my name is Presh. <laughs> you can see. <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I should mention that... Uh, it's raining quite heavily, so if you hear, you know... Relaxing yeah, rain noises. Some pitter-patter there, you know. It's not my fault. I'm not the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine thinking, <laughs> it's the weatherman, he decides. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a local council of weather who, who decide <laughs> what the weather's going to be for. <laughs> And, yeah. for and they they've been sending tornadoes and shit <laughs> to fuck up places, bro. Imagine the, the, your local cabal of with them <laughs> destroyed an area. They did Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, in the recommendation section, I spoke about the the movie yesterday. Yeah. Uh, where they forget all the Beatles songs. Yeah. <laughs> and this, so and I was thinking of a song. That song was "All You Need Is Love." Ah. I see, mm, yes. Mm. But anyway, that <laughs> that's the majority of the song. I don't remember. <laughs> so when I was thinking about it, I'm, I don't know why I just didn't say, All you need is love. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so not a lot of cleanup. It was just uh, a little bit. But very important things. It's like a, a small amount, but important stuff. Yeah. But, we didn't say our names. How are they going to know who's the host? <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if last week uh, we weren't sure it was other people? <laughs> How would the listeners know? They wouldn't know. But we were here last week. They don't know that. This is... That, it's not a visual medium, you know. Uh, it's theatre of the mind. Yeah, but how would they... Alright, listeners. Okay. Listeners, we're recording this on a beach. Right? Yeah. And I'm naked. A, and a, a and rainy I, beach apparently No <laughs> There's no rain Yes And I'm drinking uh, You know Out of a coconut You know <laughs> Right That's the utter of the mind I've put you You know Sorry to lie listeners But that's not actually Where we are <laughs> But I put that That picture into your mind Right It's the Like I said Theatre of the mind I've uh, I've conjured an image Right Anyway, <laughs> yeah, let's get yes, on with yes, it. you 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 distracted me. It's not my fault, listeners. Anyway, so this week the June two trailer came out. Yeah, I love June. Yeah, I was just I just been walking around shouting June, 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 June. Anyway, people don't know what's going on. My neighbors have complained several times. Um, have you seen it? I have. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really exciting. Yes, like I said in the Avatar episode, 
2023 the dune boys right again <laughs> i don't want to like i don't want to talk about trailers yeah because uh, a lot of the time trailers uh, ruin stuff yeah. so uh, i don't want to talk about it too much but just uh, i actually don't watch trailers usually it's just i was just too excited to watch this <laughs> but <laughs> anyway to get your dune fix <sighs> yes it's been so long <laughs> anyway <laughs> so uh the next new story okay so it's not a peek behind the curtain okay and when i say, when i always when i say peek behind the curtain i'm not talking about like a curtain in the house you know yeah yes well, well i guess we are in the house and <laughs> you can peek behind the curtain to see us if you are outside but i mean when you say a peek behind the curtain you usually mean it's like uh, you're on a stage Yeah, and you peek behind the curtain to see the actors who aren't currently on the stage. They like you know maybe changing costume or something. Yeah. So this is me tearing down that curtain. Oh my right? goodness! Okay. I'm gonna admit something. Okay. This is my second attempt at starting a podcast. <gasps> All right. So in short, last year I tried to start one, but the previous host was extremely unreliable, so I booted him out. Yeah. Right. It's not much better with this co-host. <laughs> you have not watched Empire Strikes Back. All right. Is that unreliable? Can yes, it's worse. It's worse than being unreliable. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, on the previous show, roughly October, we are covering the ousting of Mpo Falatse as mayor of Joburg. Yes. Do you know that is? Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. The former mayor of Joburg, yes. right? She's a she's a member of the DA. Yeah. Right? Both her and the council speaker were removed from office in a vote of no confidence, wow. despite being the majority coalition. Right? Yeah. So essentially like rogue members of the coalition voted to remove the speaker, and then after this vote the DA took revenge by like uh expelling the you know those members that yeah, that voted against them. Yeah. Right? So and then after this action essay yeah try to like renegotiate the terms of the coalition because obviously things have changed now you know yeah uh, like i said people were expelled so uh the da <laughs> really took offense to this they were <laughs> 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 they were very upset so and then they had a, a vote for the mayor and action essay during <laughs> vote for the mayor so the mayor was also removed <laughs> right But anyway, due due to like a small procedural error, the the vote was de- deemed to be null and void. Uh-huh. Like I don't think there were enough members of the uh, of the like, you know, th- I don't want to say parliament because it's not parliament; it's the yeah. local like cou- the council. Uh, I don't think enough members of the council were present at that meeting for it to be a uh, regular vote. Uh, yeah, yeah, considered a like a normal vote, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So that's why it was reversed. Yeah. Right. Um uh, just hang on. So <laughs> in January of of this year they held another vote for a motion of no confidence that she was removed again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because the DA action is a coalition, you know, has been fractured and then kind of a disarray, right? Yeah. So the opposition coalition led by like the ANC and the EFF are in a position of strength. Okay. But The EFF tells ANC that they won't vote for any candidates that the ANC put forward. Wow. Right? And I assume okay. 
installing an EFF person would give the EFF too much power for the ANC's liking. So yeah. as a compromise, they chose a junior member of the coalition. Okay. Uh, it's a party called El Jamaa. Okay. Well, I don't know how how you pronounce it exactly. Right? I'm going to spell it A L space. So yeah. that's L. I'm fine with that, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's J A M A dash A H. Do you say Jama or do you say Jama A? I don't you know. know. I, I feel like it's Jama A, but that's just me. I think it's just in one, you know, motion. El Jama. Yeah. It could be, yeah. All right. To put forward a candidate, right? Yeah. So the person El Jama put forward uh, is a guy by the name of Tapelo Ahmad. Okay. Right. Uh, three months late in April, Tapelo Ahmad also faced a vote of no confidence. <laughs> no way. Right? Okay. <laughs> but instead of uh, facing the vote, he resigned. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I should say, like, uh, throughout his tenure, he was, like, labeled uh, a puppet of both the ANC and the EFF. Right? Okay. But I mean... That's kind of obvious. That's why they put him in. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> imagine seeing something obvious and you're like, I have a theory about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you familiar with the Disney Channel program, Hannah Montana? Yes. So it tells us that there's two protagonists, right? Yes. Miley and Hannah. Yes. But my theory is, what if the two of them were actually the same person, but one of them is wearing a wig? No. Uh-uh. Call me. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> I thought I had something. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's what these people are doing. They're like, huh, this guy, the ANC and EFF installed, is he maybe a puppet? No. <gasps> no. Cannot be. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so, which leads us to this week. Okay. Where they had another election for mayor and another member of El Jama won. Okay. And his name is Cabello Guamanda. He's the current mayor of Joburg. Okay. Right? All right. So right. after losing the vote, Mpo Falatze said, so she was the, <laughs> the DA's candidate as well. Yeah. But right. now their coalition has become so fractured, the action they say also put a <laughs> candidate forward. <laughs> so like uh, after the DA lost, right, Mpo, Mpo Falatze said that Guamanda through his entity, entity Itemba Lama Africa, it's Africa spelled with a K, yeah. scammed innocent residents into investing through his entity, uh, sorry, into investing in a funeral slash investment scheme. Yeah. However, the investors were left hanging dry when it was time to claim their benefits. Well, that's kind of rude. The Al Jama party has denied these allegations and insists that the ANC vetted him before putting him forward as a coalition's choice for mayor. Right, we'll see how the story develops. But the fact that the DA only brought this up after they lost makes them look yeah. kind of like sore losers. Like, yeah. if they had brought it up before the vote and been like, well, we don't, uh, uh, we have concerns about this person, and then he won, they would have like a leg to stand on. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> bringing it up after they've lost, uh, you know. It's a bit suspicious. Looks a bit sus. Yeah. And you're just a sore fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, whatever. So the next thing is the director's strike. Yes. So we, that. oh, I. You. Yes, because, okay. uh, you know, once again, I could fall into a ditch one day and then you do the pods and you. <laughs> <laughs> and you go against everything. I've, I've said, listen, we're boycotting this and then you do it. You, you, you do a whole series on it week after week on the same thing too. <laughs> but, 
right? So I'm just going to say I fully support striking. Right? I also support striking. All right, that's fine. But uh, cool. who knows uh, what your views are going to be like when I fall down that canyon? <laughs> you know. <laughs> As soon as you see me, <laughs> it's like you know in the Lion King when uh, I was gonna say some Mufasa falls off the thing, yeah, and Scar pushed him. That's you, you're <laughs> Scar. You're pushing me to the, you're throwing me to the buffaloes, <laughs> so you can make a, a flash episode, and uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right. So every worker should be a member of a union. Yes, and even so, the even the so-called white-collar jobs. Yeah. Right, it's so the the argument that the right wing puts puts forward is, uh, you know, you're earning a good wage as a insert white collar job. Yeah, you know, like maybe a lawyer or like an accountant or yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like a journalist or a writer of some kind. Yeah. you shouldn't be a member of a union. Yes, because that's not quote unquote real work. Yeah, uh, the people who need unions are like. Uh, Miners and like uh, taxi drivers. Actually, I don't know if they have like a specific mm. union. Oh, like uh, plumbers. Do plumbers have union? They should. They should, <laughs> but I don't yeah. know if they do. Yeah, but my point being, uh, it's not just about pay. Yeah. It's about working conditions. Yes. If you're being forced to work like uh, extra hours every week, your yeah. union is who would step in and you know say. You're placing unreasonable demands on this person. Yeah. Right. Your union is what stands up for you. Yeah. Right. Yes. And the more members a union has, the more bargaining power they have in you know times like this in a strike. Yeah. Because they can say, all our workers are going to stop working. Yeah. Until you you know negotiate with us in good faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> the Righteous Guild of America have gone on strike. Oh, nice. Right. Uh, they're mainly striking for three reasons. The first being residuals from streaming shows. Do you know what residuals are? Um, is it like leftover scripts? No. <laughs> so like, um, say I make a hit TV show. Right. And it, it goes for like 100 episodes. Okay. 100 episodes is the the number for syndication. Okay. So... Say I'm in America, I make a, a show for ABC or whatever. Yeah. It goes to 100 episodes. Once it hits 100 episodes, it's eligible for syndication, which means they can sell it around the world, for, you know, to like an ETV. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever the different countries are, the local distributors, they can sell it there. Yeah. And every time it gets played on, a, you know, one of those uh, channels, yeah. like an ad goes by, a portion of that money goes back to the writers and oh. the actors and, you know, okay. the creators of the show. Yeah. But in the era of streaming, there, there's no regi- residuals anymore. Yeah. They just okay. get paid an upfront payment and then, like, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. So they yeah. just want to, you know, receive the same, like, uh, payment they used to get, right? As yeah. used to get. That's all. Makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the second thing is the removal of micro writers rooms. Okay. Do you know what those are? I'm assuming it's like a room where writers go to write and like no. <laughs> pitch ideas to each other and stuff. It's uh, instead of a writer's room having 10 people, they instead of having it having like five. Oh. So okay. while what was traditionally the work of 10 people is being done by five, um, five wow. people yeah. and in a much smaller time frame. Okay. So usually they'd keep writers on from the beginning of the project to the end. Yeah. Because it's not just 
you write a script, you hand in the script, and uh, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it, right? Yeah. Like they on the set, and they like, uh, you know, if they need to make a rewrite on the fly, or yeah. like if something's not working, or yeah. maybe a line of dialogue doesn't work, they could you know improvise. A, They'll create something else that mm, that does work better, better or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. So the writers are not just involved at the beginning; they're involved in all parts of the yeah. the process. So okay. recently, studios have been doing micro writers' rooms where smaller, uh, you know, less people, yeah, and less time, yeah, right. You know, which <laughs> puts a lot of pressure, and you don't do as good work. Yeah. The second thing is younger writers don't get an opportunity because these smaller it's, rooms, right? Yeah. Uh, if there's a bigger room, you as a younger writer can come in, learn like the ropes from more yeah. experienced writers, and uh, you know improve your <laughs> yeah, and, like in hone your craft, you know. Yeah. So last week we were speaking about uh, Jesse Armstrong in su- Succession. Yeah. He worked for uh, Veep, and uh, well, he wasn't young, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, my my yeah. point being is he worked his way up. Through yeah. different writers' rooms, and he learned better, you know, better techniques, better writing, and now he finally has a chance to make succession. Yeah, and other young writers won't get that chance if it's just smaller, you micro know, rooms. micro rooms. Yeah. Because obviously, you'd all you'd always get like the more experienced person. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, the third thing is the assurance that AI will only be used as a tool to research and not be used to produce final scripts. That seems kind of obvious <laughs> right like, uh, the fact that the alliance of motion picture and television producers didn't immediately give in to this demand is horrifying right? <laughs> oh, no. we often complain about movies being too formulaic and imagine if it's literally being written by a robot oh goodness right the reason why we engage in movies and just w- with art in general is to see human ingenuity at work right? yeah and again I will never cover an AI-generated movie on this podcast. I can't speak for my co-host. Yeah. He's rubbing his hands together, <laughs> <laughs> planning a whole AI series. But <laughs> he's also planning to turn this podcast into an AI. <laughs> but I'm saying, as long as I'm around, I won't do those things. <laughs> right. The next story of the week is the the Met Gala, the Metropolitan Gallivant. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear about it? I did. Mm. Yeah. And kind of contrary to the this podcast beliefs, I don't like it when people try to make a political point at these things. But why? Because it's not Just, the right place. Uh, you can't be palling around with these rich people and then, <laughs> and then like say wear a dress that uh, says tax the rich oh yeah right so (laughs) last year AOC wore that dress right and he had tax the rich in red letters okay I just assumed that she wanted to go to this thing but thought you know the optics would look bad yeah and people would call a hypocrite so she just she wore that dress to offset the criticism makes sense right but there's nothing like anti-socialist or anti-leftist about wearing a dress and having a fun time at a party you know (laughs) you can just go to this party and if the right wing calls a hypocrite you can just say fuck off you know who cares yeah right it's just a fun time fair enough but just be honest about it you know couching it in this like oh i'm actually doing activism by wearing this dress (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just extremely cringe to me right 
it feels like performative nonsense. Okay. If you were serious about activism, you wouldn't be gallivanting around with these high society types, right? Yeah. You would be using your time trying to make tangible change aside from well, she's a member of Congress, right? Yeah. So she does uh do like you know, she, things. Yeah, like she can pass a bill that makes people's lives better. But yeah. aside from that, you know, in her personal life, she could be, you know, using her celebrity and status to get people involved in like projects, you know, yeah, uh, to volunteer in things around her neighborhood or, yeah. you know, it's this form of activism. It just seems hollow. Just seems yeah, lame. No. Uh, uh, but again, this was uh, a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. As for this year's event, I don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> because I don't care, right? The fact that this happened this week just reminded me of what what she did last year, and uh, I thought I'd bring it up. But I do think there was somebody who had a statement dress or something. But yeah. <laughs> I know that there was someone in a cat costume, and that's that's it. <sighs> All right, yeah. The fashion beach is not <laughs> is not my is not you know what I work. So you know, let's yeah. just move on. <laughs> okay, <fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know the name Jordan Neely? Yes. All right. Extremely unfortunately, he was a homeless man who was strangled to death this week. Right. Yeah. He had a mental health incident on a train. Yeah. So, his mother was murdered by her partner when he was a teenager. Okay. And he suffered a number of mental health issues, you know, related to this, which led him to homelessness. Okay. His death illustrates the need for universal health care. Agreed. I know certain people say, oh, you're politicizing somebody's death. But if, you know, this issue was tackled in the way I'm speaking about, he wouldn't have died. Yeah. So, I don't mind politicizing his death. Yeah. Right. In America and our country, medicine is for profit. Yes. Right. And we're told that the benefit of capitalism is the profit motive. Right. As opposed to a government program, private companies make a profit. So it incentivizes them to work harder and, you know, make a better product. Product. Right. Right. That's what they tell us. Yes. But what if it also gives them perverse incentives? Okay. So, for example, instead of finding a cure for disease, they would be incentivized to find a drug that makes the disease more tolerable instead. Oh, right. Yeah. If you ended the disease, you're not going to make as much money as if you just like keep the disease there, but just make it tolerable. So now you have a subscription payment, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's uh, that's what you've incentivized. It's it's like um, there's this, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but every now and then someone will find something that's like it's not like let's say a cure for cancer, but it's like a really good treatment that could cure cancer. Yes. Right? And he won't get funded. Uh, not quite. It's just... Well, I don't know if it's actually true or not, but every time I see something like that on Twitter, um, a few day, Well, not a few days later, but there'll be, like, comics, uh, comments that are like, and this person will mysteriously die in a few yeah. days. <laughs> every single time. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway... The majority of developed countries have universal health care as a right. Yeah. It's just assumed that, you know, like, everyone knows this is what, yeah. Yeah. Right? If America had universal health care, Jordan Neely would have received the mental health treatment he needed, and he would not be homeless. And we would not have had this incident on the train that day. Yeah. Right? So, 
how it would work is our taxes go up. Yes. Right. Yeah. But healthcare becomes free at yeah. point of service. So if you're paying a healthcare premium now, yes. that cost goes away. Yeah. And the the treatment you're you're receiving stays the same. Yeah. Right. An argument the right wing has spread uh, to people is that, well, why should I have to pay for people who don't exercise and have a poor diet? You know, it's their fault that they're in hospital. You know, like you yeah. could get some disease from. Yeah. You know, not not uh, exercising or you know, uh, yeah, poor diet, etc., etc. Right. Yeah. First of all, I think we should just take care of people simply because they're human beings. Agreed. That's the end of yeah. the story, <laughs> right? Yeah. But if I have to sell it to you in a, in selfish terms. If this person dies from cholesterol because they ate poorly or from cancer because they smoke cigarettes, we're losing a member of our workforce. Yeah. Right? This person could be an up and coming engineer and they're smoking because they're under tremendous pressure to deliver and they're not making enough money to have good health care. Yeah. We as an engineer are one <laughs> we as a nation are one <laughs> <laughs> we as an engineer are one nation down. We as a nation are one engineer down. Right? Yeah. Secondly, the majority of healthcare issues are not someone's fault. Yeah. Like in this example, Jordan was to blame for the trauma he experienced when his mom was murdered. Yeah. Universal healthcare is such an easy topic to agree on. It's literal madness that every country doesn't have it, right? Yeah. Certain people will say, "Well, we are too poor of a country to implement it." But yeah. countries with smaller economies, to us, such as Algeria, have it, and they have better health outcomes than us. Yeah. Another bullshit argument the right wing likes to throw out is that he, using the profit, private companies can do more research than government-funded programs. Hmm. In a meta-study by Hakum et al. in 2017, the reporting of funding sources within 200 clinical trials was assessed. 58% of studies were funded by the government and 40% by private companies. Interesting. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these people are full of shit. <laughs> yeah. The thing is... Like even the uh, coronavirus vaccine, yeah, it was created by the U.S. government. Yeah, but they they needed it to be distributed by the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, so they do the research, but they don't have the capability of distribution, distribution. and you yeah. know, and not just distribution, creating it as well. Yeah, so that's why it's. So the public funds the research mm-hmm. and these private companies profit off the research, you know. So why not just take out the private company yeah. and have the government <laughs> That's what I'm do saying. the whole thing? It's, uh, yeah, just one of those easy things. I just don't understand how yeah. people are against it. Anyway. Yeah. Makes sense. Also this week was the coronation of His Royal Highness King Charles III. Yep. Again, this is a disgrace. <laughs> um, again, a peak behind, not a peak, the curtains being pulled down <laughs> and you can see what's happening. On the previous podcast, uh, I celebrated the death of <laughs> uh, the Queen, Lizzie. Oh my Lizzie, goodness. you're in hell. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, uh, we're cutting to a live broadcast from her. Ow! Ooh, ah. <laughs> Stop poking me with that <laughs> that pitchfork! Ah, I'm burning! Ah, <laughs> right. Oh, Having goodness. a monarchy in the current day is utter stupidity, right? Yeah. The right wing claims that the monarchy brings in a lot of tourist money for England. Yeah. But first of all, the fact that it makes money is not a good argument in and of itself. True. Do you remember when we were speaking about uh, 
legalizing marijuana. Yes. And we said just because it, it could potentially make money doesn't mean it's a good idea to legalize something yes. or do something. Yeah. The fact that there's a moral argument as well combined with the economic argument is why uh, yeah. it should be done. Yeah. There's no moral argument for <laughs> to have a monarchy. You know, there's nobody who should be elevated above other people by virtue of their birth. Yeah. Everybody should, you know, have a free shot. Or, you know, a not a free shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. A good shot at life. Yeah. You know, based on their own merits, not <laughs> not by uh, birth, right? Although they could have everyone has a free shot at the king, and whoever hits him becomes the next king. Fair. Yeah. But our football is allowed. <laughs> Um, or oh, you know like some form of like pro athletes yeah I guess but then they'd have to give up their footballing career or like their athletics career alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second thing is the vast majority of tourism in the UK has nothing to do with the monarchy right <laughs> it's a lie put out yeah. by the crowd yeah. <laughs> a study uh, showed that it's something like 4% uh of wow. tourists come to for to to, to see four percent to see the the monarchy yeah right and uh, the Premier League forced clubs to play the national anthem at games <laughs> this week yeah and I'm glad I support the team I support <laughs> they okay. booed the entire <laughs> land right um, if you don't know uh, Liverpool is like a very socialist area yeah they are totally against the monarchy and uh, against the Tory government. Yeah. So another we're getting sorry, we're getting another transmission here. This is from Margaret Thatcher. Oh my Ah ooh ooh ah two pitchforks ah. Uh, right. Anyway, you know, there was only one person, potentially in the entire stadium, who who sang the national anthem. And who might that have been? Our captain. Oh. Also, our worst fucking player. <laughs> I want him out of my fucking club, bro. Honestly, so look, the news is is out this week that we're uh, Milner's going to Brighton. Yes. So Milner is like four years older than him and can still do a job. Yeah. This guy, to say that he's finished implies that he ever started. He's been rubbish since the day he stepped in. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, I keep, well, I have a friend who's brain- brainwashed, right? Okay. He keeps saying, well, how did we win the Champions League and the Premier League uh, with him in the team? Hmm. Trent Salomon. We won in spite of this dipshit. <laughs> it's like having a make-a-wish child <laughs> in the Champions League final, bro. <laughs> this is one of the most awful players to ever grace the pitch. The day I see the back of this piece of shit will be the best day of my life. Fuck him. And fuck his, uh, I don't know, hopes of becoming uh, the king or whatever. Singing the fucking national anthem. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll make a wish get in the Champions League fire. That's what he is, bro. But anyway, um, do you have any news? I do have some news, actually. All right, so drop some news. Uh, so, recent, well, recent year. Yeah, like a month ago. Just under a month ago. Um, some big fighting broke out in Khartoum, which is the capital of Sudan, right? And that was between two kind of, I guess, military factions. 
um, wanting to obviously take control of the well actually what they said was that the other faction started it so they're just fighting back like both of them said the same thing and that was the other faction started it we're fighting back right and um, so this past Saturday they started talks in Jeddah uh, not Jeddah uh, no it was Jeddah yeah they started talks in Jeddah to hopefully have a ceasefire however they've said that they're going to stop killing civilians well not confirmed but they're open to talks to stop killing civilians but they're going to continue killing each other that's pretty good yeah well not for the people fighting no but I mean civilians are not dying yeah that is that, pretty good that is a plus yes. that's an unqualified success yeah alright but carry on yeah um yeah that's that's really about it uh in terms of important news so you have other news there is other news but uh, you look i'm looking at you looking at a bunch of <laughs> shit and that's the only thing you mentioned you're yeah. looking at a whole a full screen of shit at so many lines of text and that's all yeah because i don't want this episode to be too long i don't give a fuck character <laughs> again I'm, i'm in a war with the listeners the two short gang i'm sick of you <laughs> so um the south african health department Well, actually, before that, in the past week, the WHO, the World Health Organization, has declassified COVID as a public health emergency of international concern. Wow. So it's, it's no longer a public health emergency. However, the, our health department has said that they can still offer vaccines. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Little peek behind the curtain. The two of us always get our vaccines together. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why they need to know that. <laughs> just so like if they wanted to assassinate us they just <laughs> like, wants to both go to <laughs> vaccinated at once. They'll put a a disease and mix it in with the covid vaccine. <laughs> yeah, kill us both. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately a lot of other people getting vaccinated that day will also die but <laughs> They got a small price yeah. to pay yeah. us. And now you gave them all the <laughs> this bad operation security, bro. Anyway, <laughs> some poor, poor upset. But yeah, carry on. And then a little bit of feel-good news. There's a para-athlete named Sean Clark who's going to be cycling from Johannesburg to Cape Town and then swimming from Robben Island back to Cape Town. in October to raise funds for prosthetic legs. All right. Yeah. I was waiting for you to make a joke. No, that's that's it. Listeners, I'm not the joking. <laughs> if you've been following the uh, <laughs> this podcast, all this guy has done is made made fun of people with disabilities. Oh. And this is the first time he's mentioned them positively. So I'm like, what's his angle here? <laughs> I'm just sharing some news. <laughs> I'm sure the, this is like a long-term con. <laughs> this eventually turns out to be a bad guy. Like, yeah, I got him. All right. Well, uh, if we're taking Mary's word, that's a good... Uh, yeah. I, I really I'm talking about you, not the guy. <laughs> not the guy cycling. If I'm taking you at your word, this is a feel-good story. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like there's another layer this guy is <laughs> brought in here but whatever. Well, we'll see what happens come October. 
but I'm hoping he succeeds. All right. Yeah. Is that sarcastic, listeners? You're right. No. <laughs> right, <What>? listeners. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Okay. What is the context here? The, the context for Guardians. Yes. That. All right. So. Are, okay. <laughs> let's go. So in 2013, Marvel was in a perceived rut. Okay. So Iron Man three was extremely controversial. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, yeah. So they. Uh, do you know the Mandarin? Yes. They didn't do the comic book accurate version of the Mandarin. Oh. Okay. They eventually did him in Shang Chi. Yeah, and we find out that the previous Mandarin was just like a fraud, yeah. <laughs> a fraudster, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so at the time people were quite upset. Okay, and so was I. Not, I just thought it was a bad movie. Not, I was upset about the Mandarin twist. Okay, yeah, but yeah, um, as time has gone on, I've come around on it. Uh, I actually like Iron Man three a lot. Okay, um, do you know Shane Black? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's he's the director of that movie. Oh, and I became more familiar with his oeuvre. Okay, he made Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, right. Okay, and there's another one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of now that he, uh, but yes, this is his kind of. Oh, is it the long kiss goodnight? I have no idea. All right, but anyway, <laughs> he he makes detective stories, and if you view it through the lens of a detective, like a. A buddy cop kind of detective movie yeah. it's it's way better than uh than you know it's yes way better than a superhero okay. movie so uh look in hindsight i like iron man 3 a lot but at the time it was quite controversial people were very upset with it okay um the first season of agents of shield was also out at that time which people didn't like yeah um again that show really turns around in the second half of season one yeah there's a big twist reveal that coincides with something in a, a movie. Yeah. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, once after that season one, that first like half of season one was kind of rubbish. Yeah. So And that was coming out at around the same time as Iron Man. Okay. So people were quite disillusioned. Okay. And yeah. also that year is Thor 2. Okay. Thor The Dark World. Yes. That's frequently like at the bottom of people's <laughs> MCU list, right? <laughs> people okay. hate that movie. Okay. So, no, not just controversial like Iron Man, like outright hatred. <laughs> okay. Honestly, yeah. uh, it, it's another one where I look back and I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, you are like the poster child for the weird movie Stockholm Syndrome. It's not Stockholm Syndrome. That's kind of Stockholm I only wa- I watched it once when it came on and I watched it once again. And that's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not Stockholm Fair Syndrome. <laughs> it's just... Um, I really like, you know, space stuff. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's a lot more like... Because, uh, you know, after Taika Waititi came in... Yeah. The Thor movies have just been outright comedies. Yeah. To its detriment in certain areas, I feel. Yeah. But this Thor 2 was more like uh, Game of Thrones kind of... Well, it was directed by one of the directors from Game of Thrones. His name is Alan Taylor. Okay. It was more like a magisterial kind of, uh, you know, medieval yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. You know, again in hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight. But, but at the time, I don't think I even watched it at the time. Oh, okay. I think I watched it like on TV. You know, like yeah, months after it came out. Like on Mnet movies or something. Yeah, yeah. not even that. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't know when it went to the other channels. <laughs> yeah, like ETV showing. Yeah. 
I totally missed that, right? Okay. But anyway, in 2014, they come back <laughs> with two critical mega hits. Because okay. like Iron yeah. Man and Thor still made money. Yeah. It's just they weren't viewed critically well. Yeah. Right? And these two movies in 2014 were Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay. Which is like uh, the 70s spy thriller. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at the time, I loved Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah. But this is one in hindsight I look at and I'm like this is kind of bad. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> because I did eventually get around to watching those 70s crime thrillers like The Parallax View and yeah. All the President's Men and Clute and uh The Firm. Well yeah. that that came in the 90s but nevertheless it's Same still difference. still part of that oeuvre, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I watched a lot of these uh, um so one with Jane Ackman. The Conversation. Yeah. All these paranoia movies from the 70s I watched them and I'm like this Captain America movie, it like kind of plays its hand too quickly. Oh yeah, I, they. It's not even halfway through the movie we find out Robert Redford is the villain. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Spoilers. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, it's they uh, again. Like I said, they play their hand too quickly. There's not enough mystery. There's not enough like uh, we're like worried about who's this tactician behind the scenes pulling the strings because he's just almost immediately <laughs> they release all the tension in that first uh, you know first half or so yeah yeah. so then the rest of the movie it's like alright well <laughs> there's quite a you know a clear path forward yeah but yeah I do I still enjoy the action and stuff I'm just talking on a story level that yeah. they kind of dropped a few like it's still a good movie it just uh, dropped a few after I you know, yeah. watched it in relation to those 70s movies. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the other movie in 2014 was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neat coincidence. <laughs> yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, and anyway, like we mentioned in the Ant-Man episode, prior to the movies, the Avengers was like sort of B-tier characters. Yeah. Some C-tier, right? Right. But... I s- and like the popular Marvel stuff used to be Spider-Man Fantastic Four the X-Men yeah the Guardians of the Galaxy are F-tier characters yeah. they are yes. like I'd like to think I'm a big comics fan but I had never even heard of them <laughs> <right>? <laughs> until 2013 <laughs> when I saw them appear in the animated Spider-Man show yeah they I assume uh you know, corporate synergy at Disney. They were like, "We need to, <laughs> we need to make children aware of uh, <laughs> of the Guardians." So let's put them in our animated shows. Yeah. That's, so that's why. That's the only reason I knew them. Okay. A few yeah. months before <laughs> the movie came out, right? I'd never, you know, been f- familiar with them, and I feel that's uh, the general kind of feeling around them. Yeah. That they were just unknown characters, right? And this yeah. is to me, this is kind of like. Marvel's big greatest trick you know okay. they yeah. they took a bunch of nobodies I'm only talking about the characters like the actors yeah. you know like Zoe Saldano is Nate Thierry yeah. uh, the actors are in fact somebodies yes uh, <laughs> they were well known actors but the characters were not, were not well known and simply like making a good movie <laughs> yeah and they they made 700 million that's insane right and an advantage of not being well known is that there was more creative freedom to make changes. Yeah. Uh, so this is not even the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. So they were originally a team in the future. Oh, okay. You remember Guardians 2? Yes. We meet the Ravagers. Yeah. And we have Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And you have a guy who's like a Doctor Strange type guy. Yeah. Well, we see them in this yeah. movie too. But I'm saying 
we were introduced to them properly in that first movie. Yeah. So them and Yondu and Michelle Yeoh's character, they were the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. But yeah. they were set like in the year 3000, like in the future. Yeah. So the second version of them with Peter mm-hmm. Quill, Gamora, yeah. Rocket yeah. uh is retroactively like uh you know they the inspiration okay. for that future team. So they like they they're the current Guardians. Yeah. Right. Right. So I don't know. I I guess it just made sense because obviously you'd include the current one not the one 3000 years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, they were they, they were still integrated into the Marvel universe. Right? <coughs> yeah. Would Stallone and them, you know, their avengers are essentially the original. Yeah. And they are in the movie universe they are the inspiration for the Guardians. Yeah. Because Yondu kind of brought Quill. Yeah. And well not really. Yeah. They're just two separate groups, right? They are pretty much. Yeah. But they're like I don't know. But anyway, uh mm, So, on a personal level, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are my favorite in the MCU. Okay. It kind of filled the void of having no Star Wars for years. Yeah. Because it came out the year before uh Force Awakens. Right. Yeah. So, it was just like we haven't had fun space stuff in a long time. Okay. At least since the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a little while. And again, remember in the Avatar episodes, I I didn't watch Avatar at the time. Yeah. I watched it in 2021 or just you know, like not long <laughs> at, at before. At least Avatar. at least during the pandemic. Yeah. Right? So I I that wasn't in my thinking at the time. And I think I'd be too young to fully appreciate. Okay. Avatar. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> the thing is there was that void, that void for a fun space romp. Okay. And uh, yeah. So yeah, the Guardians they were set to a groovy soundtrack. <laughs> and, yeah. and I also just love the ending to the first one. <laughs> the dance battle to save the universe. <laughs> I don't really like, you know, when there's a big fight to end it. I like when yeah. there's a creative solution to solving the the yeah. problem. Right. Uh, you know, in Doctor Strange. Yeah. He traps Dormammu in the time loop and he says, you know, I can't win, but <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he says Uh, Domamu, I've come to bargain with you. Yeah. Yes, but the the point I'm saying is, he says I can't win, but I can lose again and again and again. Yeah. Right? It's a creative way to defeat the villain. Yeah. I like those and a dance battle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really cool way of doing it. Yes. So, and you you know, uh, I I speak about the comedy in Marvel movies. Yes. So. Taika Waititi I think he goes overboard. Uh yeah. He ja- can. James Gunn I think he's the guy who treads that line the the best. Yeah. He puts in jokes but it doesn't uh overshadow the the heart and the the serious moments. He yeah. he'll, he'll let a serious moment play out. Yeah. Uh much more so than all the other Marvel directors. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's what that's what I'm saying. He hits that right mixture of humor and emotional moments. Yeah. Right. And uh yeah. So, James Gunn, who is the creator of the Guardians movies, yeah. was a hectic anti-Trump critic. Oh, right. So every time Trump did something bad, James Gunn would comment on it, you know, tweet about it. Yeah. And this drew the ire of the right wing. Okay. So led by a right-wing figure named Weird Mike Cernovich. Have you ever heard of him? Any relation to Weird Al Yankovic? No. Okay. <laughs> well, this guy he uh he talks with a lisp. Oh. 
and he is a just a extremely extremely misogynist misogynistic piece of shit bro. Yeah. He called his newborn daughter a bitch. Yeah. I don't know what? what that's what I'm saying. I don't know what's wrong with this fucking guy, right? Well, okay. And, yeah. But and again, um you know I said he has a lisp. Yeah. Uh people bullied him for having a lisp. Uh oh. so he has this like persecution complex that like uh you know any anyone who's saying anything negative to him is they just bullying yeah whereas the, the substantive <laughs> criticisms about what a piece of shit he is yeah. right but never mind he tried to cancel James Gunn for edgy tweets he had made prior okay. years prior yeah right and let's be clear the tweets are disgusting okay. right he makes jokes about child rape oh geez. which are extremely disturbing yeah. right so he was fired from Marvel Okay. Uh, that's that uh in 20 this happened in like 2019. Okay. He was fired from Marvel and uh but I don't think making rude jokes is a crime, right? Yeah. Okay. Second of all, those tweets for were from like 9 10 years prior. They came out they were from 2009 oh, and yeah. they had brought it up in 2019. Okay. So it's it's this is the thing. A lot yeah. of people are like, "Oh, so you think people can't change?" Yeah. The thing is people don't bother to check if somebody changed, right? Yeah. So for example, Chris Brown. Yeah. I think we all familiar with the Rihanna incident. Yes. So he constantly says that's something that happened when I was uh you know young uh people hold that incident against me for the rest of my life, you know. Yeah. And he's he started bringing up like uh white people who are involved in uh, domestic violence uh, cases yeah then he said that you know have been given you know who have uh, gone back into public life yeah right and he is try- trying to say that uh, it's because of racism that uh, he isn't being given a a fair shot okay yeah but the Rihanna incident was the first of many violent outbursts right yeah he apparently got in a fight with uh, Frank Ocean yeah he uh Like uh, the, a new story came out this week about oh, him getting yes. into a violent situation as well, right? So clearly he hasn't changed. It's yes, it's not about specifically the Rihanna situation, it's about the behavior of you know being uh aggressive, know, aggressive and dangerous, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's trying to say, "Oh, it's all about this one incident." No, it's about a pattern of behavior that you you done over years, right? Yeah. So but if it had stopped at that Rihanna incident and after that he had never had another incident again of you know being violent in public or something yeah. that's changed behavior yeah the best apology is changed behavior yeah right and by all accounts James Gunn hasn't made you know rape jokes and stuff like that yeah in the 10 years since then yeah so okay. that's um, changed behavior yeah right and uh so Marvel rehired him fair enough right and i'd say isn't this a good example of why the lo- the left isn't so loony after all you know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know when i said uh um uh, they saw someone would change be event decided they shouldn't be canceled yeah right right however <laughs> weird mike and you know right wingers would probably turn it on me and say that the reason the cancellation failed is because James Gunn is quote unquote on the left <laughs> right okay yeah uh he's a liberal <laughs> by the way once again liberal is a right wing ideology <laughs> he is not quote unquote on the left but in their minds yes he is yes. quote unquote on the left Fair right enough. 
and they'd say if you were a right winger he would have been cancelled you know yeah if you can show me a right winger who has shown actual remorse for something they were cancelled for right yeah and remorse over the actual incident not remorse over the money they lost from being cancelled over that incident yeah. right alright uh, I'd I'd <laughs> I'd be like okay this person <laughs> should be uncancelled right yeah but you can't show me that person because <laughs> the right winger <laughs> The right wing are usually uh, they they not up they not apologetic about the thing that happened. They apologetic about the consequences, the consequences of, that. of that action. Yeah. Right. Please, listeners, if you think I'm talking shit, please send in examples of uh, right wingers you believe have uh, you know done the necessary adjustments in their life to change and uh, were given a sec were given a second chance that I'm overlooking. Yeah. All right, give it in the comments below. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyway, in the interim of Marvel firing him, Warner Brothers hired him to direct their 2020 Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. And he also did the uh Peacemaker TV show, uh, which is yeah. a spin-off of the Suicide Squad John Cena's character. Yeah. Right? Right. Um and they last year they appointed him as the new head of DC. Yeah. Meaning Guardians Volume Three will be his last Marvel movie. Oh. So Dave Bautista was upset at Disney for firing James Gunn, and yeah. said this will also be his last movie as Drax. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. Zoe Saldana said she doesn't want to be Gamora anymore, and she should be recast. Okay. Uh, so this has like a, a one last ride type of feel going into it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in the trailer as well they say one last ride <laughs> or oh. something like <laughs> <Okay>. that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So whatever happens in the movie, yeah, uh, will probably be the last time we see this particular iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And spoiler alert: at the end of <laughs> the movie, it's a vastly different team. Yeah. Right. Yes. So anyway, lastly, there was a Guardians Christmas special that was shot at the same time as this movie. Yeah. Where Mantis reveals that she's also a child of Ego, thereby making her Quill's sister. <gasps> which they just kind of mentioned in this movie offhandedly without yeah. like uh mention <laughs> you know like explaining it at all which yeah. I kind of like because I actually kind of assumed that she was uh, you know a child of ego okay yeah from watching the second movie I don't I, okay yeah. I don't really think it needed to be confirmed but <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then they confirmed <laughs> yeah it. they made it a plot point in the the garden's christmas special yeah Yeah, but anyway, uh we're going to be doing the Gardens Christmas special as our commentary this week. Yeah. So subscribe to Patreon if you want to <laughs> listen to that <laughs> with right. the URL that will do yes. later. Maybe we should tell them now in case we forget. <laughs> okay, but anyway. <laughs> so, going into the movie, yeah. thoughts. Do you want to start? Uh yeah, sure I can. Um I I don't know because on one hand, it was like there were some really nice things like um there was there was a lot of comedy and like cheesy jokes which i quite enjoy and um there was there were some fight scenes that were really really nice like towards the end there's a the one take always yeah there. yes yes that that i i love that right but on the other hand i just i found it so long it was like in my opinion it was unnecessarily long mm. like um for example if they didn't have the you know the mix up where they like 
Dave Batista and the, the other two, Mantis and uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, the Blue Lady. Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. Nebula. Like they're trying to break into the ship and Quill's already on the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. If they didn't have that, then um, the movie could have easily been like an hour shorter because then they just, they, well, I guess they don't save the kids and they don't have the, uh, like they don't set up that girl at the end yeah. as part of the new Guardians. <laughs> but I, I feel like they didn't need it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of undecided about it. All right. I'm kind of with you. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure how I felt about the movie. There's certain okay. scenes where if I write it down on paper, yeah. right, and I think as we talk through this, yeah. I'm going to say like, oh, this was a good idea. This was a good idea. Yeah. I just think the way it was all put together, yeah. it didn't hit for me. Yeah. Right? So, excuse me. After the I watched the movie, I was like, I didn't like that. But yeah. again, like I said, since I've sat down and thought about it, I'm like, okay, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. But yeah. in the moment, it didn't yeah. mesh. Yeah. So I want to watch it again. Okay. And I'll give a small report back next week okay. <laughs> to see how I felt on second viewing as well. Yeah. But li- like you, I'm very mixed on this. Yeah. Right. And I've actually felt similarly about James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Okay. From I want to, it's not last year, it's a couple of years ago now. Okay, yeah. Right? And the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah. I also felt very mixed on that. Okay. So that, that's what I'm saying. It's been quite a while now that, uh, <laughs> that you felt mixed. I felt like this uh, with James Gunn, where I watched the movie, I watched the thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> when I thought about it later on, I'm like, ah. Oh, that's pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah right so you know again I'm not sure how I feel yeah we'll get back to this okay right cool but I did really like the show Peacemaker okay so perhaps that episodic format where week to week I was you know like engaging with the characters that was more kind of his style yeah well it suited his style yeah that made I enjoyed that a lot more than anything he's done recently okay the, yeah. the Peacemaker show. That's fair. So, the mm. movie is about two things. Yeah. Well, uh, it's about, it's actually about a lot of things, but I mean, like, the, the main kind of things. Okay. First is about animal cruelty. Yeah. Right? <laughs> There's yeah. some very harrowing, yeah. uh, like, oh. uh, animal, you know... Yeah. The, like, experiments on animals. Yes. I didn't enjoy that. So, I've never had a pet, so these types of things don't affect me as much as it would... You know, somebody who has like a deep attachment to an animal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't upsetting. Just uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Perhaps the you at home felt the scene more intensely than me because you related to your yeah animal or something. That that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> not, <laughs> I'm not pro animal cruelty. <laughs> I don't know, man. That just sounds like you are. Yeah. The mouth jump denying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's getting to the point where it's suspicious. <sighs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> the second thing is eugenics. Yes. Do you okay. know what that is? Yes. It's like changing genes, I guess, to like get your perfect, not person per se, but like your perfect combination of genes. 
Right, so eugenics are a French set of beliefs and practices that aim to quote-unquote improve the genetic quality of a human population. Okay. So eugenics can take the form of laws such as segregation, you know, like apartheid. Yeah. So uh, the apartheid government's reasoning was that the white race is pure. Yeah. And Rick's Rick's <laughs> mix mix race mixing there we go. would dilute <laughs> would dilute the white race. Yes. So they put in apartheid laws to uh, stop, stop that. Right. So yes. that that's a form of eugenics, but yeah. uh, in a much less it's not okay as the other forms you're going to discuss now. Yeah. It's it's less hectic as those, right? Yeah. So the second thing is um we have the Nazis who uh, did experiments on people they deemed inferior. Yeah. So like uh, the homeless people, uh, people with like drug addictions. Uh, yeah. You know, ethnicities they didn't like, like Jews or... Uh, uh, I don't what know. What are they called? Uh, so okay. we're not supposed to say the word gypsies. Uh, Romani. This mostly either called Romani or travelers. Yeah. So travelers were also, you know, part yeah. of this, right? Yes. Uh, groups that they called uh, In- uh, inferior, right? Yeah. So they did something called sterilization. Yes. It made them unable to procreate. Yes. So that's, <laughs> that's much more hectic than uh, yeah, <laughs> than just just racial segregation laws. Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a little bit more hectic, right? Uh, and the, uh, you know, uh, yeah. In the 21st century, it has taken the form of genetic experiments, right? Uh, test tube babies. Yeah. yeah. So we face the ethical question of if it were possible to remove certain quote-unquote negative traits, should we do it? Oh, that's a tough one because it's it's basically just going back into natural selection. Because hmm. I was actually thinking about it the other day where I was like, I wouldn't exist because I'm very well not very blind but i'm blind enough to heavily heavily rely on glasses and i would not exist if natural selection was a thing (laughs) that's that's just how that works all right so uh, i saw this piece on john oliver right yeah where the example they used was dwarfism okay yeah right that's uh it's much uh, not much it's just different to live as a dwarf as opposed to people without dwarfism, right? Yes. You know, uh, it prevents you from, like, reaching high stuff. Uh, You can use a ladder and stuff, but it's... uh, You get what I'm saying. It's it's more inconvenient. Right? Yeah. But they had this interview with, like, a dwarf was proud to be a dwarf, you know? Yeah. He didn't, you know, view it as a disadvantage. He, you know, he was proud to be who he was. Yeah. So, who are you to say... (laughs) You know, this is a negative thing. This this person loves themselves. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, who who am I to decide what's negative or not? Who is anyone, you know? Yeah. Well, the villain in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he has the answer. <laughs> he even goes as far as to say, like, um, there is no God. That's why I stepped in. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. That's how he views himself, a very arrogant uh, person, right? Yeah. But the reason Rocket was able to solve the problem no one else could was because he was imperfect and thought about things in a different way. Yeah. Right? So, (laughs) and um, 
uh, at the end of the mo- uh, the end the end of the movie concludes with Rocket saying you didn't want to make things perfect you just hated things the way they were yeah right which takes my side of the argument which is you should love yourself with your imperfections and all yeah right and it also kind of feeds into the news of this week about the writer's <laughs> strike <laughs> we don't want perfect quote unquote perfect scripts generated by AI we want to see creativity with flaws yeah. you know that says something about the artist realistically this podcast wouldn't exist if there were perfect scripts Mm. We'd just be saying the same things week in, week out, and there's no point in doing it. Yes, there's no point. Yeah. In but anything, if <laughs> just a machine does it, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, in terms of creative endeavors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, continue on with the villain. I like the performance. Uh, okay. But I felt towards the end he got a bit shouty. That's what I was All he say. did was yeah. shout. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know that first when you're seeing him in the flashback? Yeah. And we see his like what's it called? Descent yeah. into madness. Yeah. <laughs> like he was just like a regular guy and like uh so this is the thing. Um his downfall is a trope in sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. He's very smart. He's a genius level intelligence, right? Yeah. But he simply cannot get over the fact that Rocket solved something he couldn't. Yeah. Right? He should view that as a win for himself because he created Rocket. So by proxy, it's also his achievement. Yeah. Right? However, he's just so petty and jealous, he takes it as an insult. Yeah. Right? And that's why he ultimately loses. Yeah. That's a classic, classic, (laughs) you know, in sci-fi and just movies in general. (laughs) Yeah. You have somebody who... They're so full of themselves (laughs) (laughs) that that's precisely why they lose. Yeah. Right. Um, Your thoughts? Um, There was also the makeup. Like, I feel like the makeup was very, well, I guess makeup slash effects because the animals as well. Like, I feel like it was very hit or miss. So some looked really good and they passed as like, I guess not. I wouldn't say real animals, but you know, like what you would expect. Yeah. Mm. You'd expect them, those hybrids to look like that. But then others were a bit uh, clunky and weird looking. Can I provide a counter? Go for it. So do you remember in the uh, recommendations, either last week or the week before, I was saying uh, I watched a TV show called Sweet Tooth. Yeah. That's sweet tooth uh, children born with these animal yeah. turning into animals, right? Yeah. And this movie looks way better than the oh. TV show. Okay. It could just be, you know, movies have a bigger budget, so that's why they could, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, kind yeah. of uh, do more. But uh, for me, in comparison, watching Sweet Tooth like a few weeks ago and then watching this, I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's way better. But, you know, uh, again, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, there was also the the I maybe it's explained somewhere else but I don't remember it but how is it that they were breathing in space because like when Peter nearly died at then yeah well yeah that he has, yeah. A, he has a cybernetic implant oh right okay it uh, the same thing happens at the end of the first movie okay yeah. remember Gamora's in space and she's uh, about to die yeah big she also has a cybernetic implant. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. That takes care of that. Yes. But then... So I'm guessing they it, it's It's not for forever. You know, yeah. it, it like helps him a bit, but like they're eventually going to die if they don't. Yeah. You know, but anyway, I can't. 
So is that you know the whole spacesuit scene where they like where they're breaching Orgocorp? Yeah. Is that are those spacesuits just for propulsion, like direction? No, again, they die in space. Yeah, but if if they've got a certain amount of time, then why would they not just because it's pretty quick, right? It was less than like 10 seconds and he was about to die. Okay. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's... You have like... Because if you don't have uh, that implant, you just immediately pop. Yeah. This is just giving you a small opportunity. You know, it's... it's <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It's not making you immune to space. <laughs> but um, I think maybe Groot can survive in space. Well, uh, yeah. I think him, uh, he's different from, you know, the rest. He's like a, a different type of... Because he's made of uh, wood. Yeah, he's got a bunch of chlorophyll, I guess. I, I doubt he'd need oxid. Well, yeah. he'd need carbon dioxide, probably. Mm. Whatever. The thing is, uh, most of them can't survive in space. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, so I feel certain characters made out very well certain characters were wasted okay the wasted characters were uh gamora yeah she didn't do much yes i understand she had to be included yeah but i feel like if she was just in the first like half an hour of the movie yeah and they wrapped up that whole listen we're not getting back together yeah kind of thing well this is the thing right Ideally, we'd want Gamora to join the team again. Yeah. But like I said, Zoe Saldana is leaving. Yes. So I think that's why they don't want to, you know, continue her story with the Guardians. Yeah. So she has to leave the Guardians at some point in this movie. Yeah. So why not do it very early on, get that wrapped up? Yeah. Uh, so you can focus more on, you know, what's going to be the core team moving forward. Yeah. For for all intents and purposes, Gamora is dead. She died in Endgame. Yeah. Or... The one Infinity War. <laughs> she uh, died in Infinity yeah, War. Yes. Right. There, Gamora died. This person is way different. Yeah. Right. So, either wrap that up quickly, or if you're trying to wrap her back in, yeah, it would have been a good kind of symmetrical thing to the first movie where she was gonna die and Quill came and saved her from space. Yeah. If she came somehow and saved him. Yeah. You know that would have been a good. But like she the, sacrificed herself doing it. No, 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 no. Oh, like so just okay. to join the team again. Oh, right. Because okay. that was that first in uh, that moment in the first movie was yeah. kind of I don't know a special moment between them. Yeah, and this also would be like a reverse of it, but it would be also special, you know. Yeah, to reignite the the flame. Yes, but obviously she needs to leave at the end of this movie. Yeah, and Peter Quill. I guess has to go to Earth. Yeah, which we see at the end. I don't like that. Really? Okay. So, what was the point of the first Guardians movie? I don't no idea. It's about... Alright. In certain situations, family sucks. Yeah. We have Gamora, who's the daughter of Thanos. Yes. But it's your chosen family, you know, the Guardians. Yeah. Which, you know, gives you meaning, kind of. Yeah. So, Peter's found his meaning with his chosen family. Yes. Going back to Earth is like a... A side quest. No, mm-hmm. like a betrayal of that idea. He's going back to his actual okay. family. Yeah. Right? That, 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 that's 
I just feel as if that's a setup for a future movie that Peter Quill needs to be on Earth. Yeah. So they just said, well, let's, let's have him. <laughs> let's have him meet up with his, uh, you know, extended family because, yeah, again, it doesn't work in the context of the Guardians franchise. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. The, so yes, Gamora underutilized. Yeah. Uh, Peter Quill hated where he ended up. Yeah. Was kind of a passenger in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I guess another underused. But he he had more to do than Gamora. That's why I'm not as, you know, like. Yeah. Up, up, well, not upset. But yeah. Like, he had enough to do. Yeah. It's not like he was. It's just he's not the main character anymore. Yeah. Like he had the same amount of screen time Rocket had in the first one. Yeah. They've kind of swapped places. Rocket is the main character. He's the. The, the rocket, <laughs> not yeah. a sidekick, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's uh, it's just him not being the lead. I feel he got enough to do. It's just I hated where he ended up. That's fair. Drax, I loved. Yeah, right. Oh, Drax. Yeah. That, that's again. That was the point of his character, right? In the first yeah. movie, he's a grieving father. Yeah. He uh, Thanos killed his daughter and his wife. Yeah. So this is the perfect way for him to end up where he has a bunch of kids to take off uh, look after you know yeah he's just been a father that's been you know in hiding with the ga- <laughs> the guardians yeah. you know this Drax the Destroyer persona has been a a coping mechanism for having lost his uh, his daughter and wife yeah and you know he can just go back to being that caring person now with the, the rest of the kids yeah um what uh, Adam Warlock Another one severely underutilized. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. So, I'm not comparing... Well, if I don't think about anything else in the movie, he's fine. Yeah. But in the comics, he's a huge character. Oh. You know the Infinity Saga? Yeah. He's kind of the main character of that. Oh, okay. He fights Thanos at the end. Wow, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, he's, I don't think he's ultimately the person that... You know, stops it. Yeah. But he was kind of like the person we follow as our main hero throughout that saga. Okay. Right? He's kind of like a Space Jesus type of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> character, right? Yeah. But uh, I guess like the Vision and Thor. Yeah. He's like the Vision and Thor combined. Wow. They gave his story in the Infinity Saga to them. Oh, that, okay. That's what okay. I'm. That's what I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah. Trying to say. Yeah. Right. So to have him just be like a, a side character. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of unfortunate. Yeah. He's a member of the team now, so you, we we hope that uh, you know. Yeah. He he'll become a more <laughs> like uh, uh, main character yeah. in the future Guardians movies. Which if if they make more Guardians movies, which is fairly likely. Yes, but without James Gunn and you know. Yeah. The original. It team. it will be like it'll be like pretty much all of the MCU now where yeah. they've they've replaced most of them with someone else and they introduce the kids yeah so there's the Kate Bishop Hawkeye yeah um Wanda's kids yeah uh Peter well um but I don't want to be Falcon <laughs> Tom Holland Riri Williams yeah uh Williams. in Black Panther yeah there's people I'm thinking of. Oh, um... Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of kid uh, heroes now. Yeah. They're gonna. I assume during uh, Secret Wars, they're gonna split up into teams, and they're gonna have a kids team. Oh, Falcon as well. Well, there's a young Falcon. Oh. Who? Wait, no, because Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Then Falcon becomes a Winter Soldier. No. No. Falcon becomes Captain America. Oh right. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. But he's not a kid. Yeah, but I mean, he's like, he's a new character coming in. No, I'm talking about kids. Oh, okay. Specifically kids. Yes. Okay. I've only spoken about kids so far. (laughs) I was just, I was thinking about like, all the replacements. Look, during Secret Wars, they're going to split off into teams. Right. There's going to be a kids team. Okay. There's going to be a... An adults team. No. (laughs) Yeah, man. An, An Avengers team. Right. A West Coast Avengers. A oh. Dark Avengers. Okay, yeah. Uh, Thunderbolt. You know the Dark Avengers are the Thunderbolts. Yes. You know, but yeah, the the okay. point being they they're setting up a bunch of teams. Okay. Um. So anyway, uh, uh, who else? Rocket. Rocket was great. He's obviously the the main yeah. character. He's he was done. Well. Yeah. Uh, I mean. What's the opposite of being hard done? <laughs> it was easy done. He was easy done, <laughs> was easy done by, <laughs> by the movie. <laughs> yes, he was uh, easy no, done. yes, he was. He got enough to do. He was soft boiled. So James Gunn said Rocket is the character he most identifies with. Ah, uh-uh. and uh, this, I guess, twist that he was the main character all along. Ah, uh-uh. and it's kind of like backed up with the fact that. The high evolutionary was the villain all along. Yeah. Because they say that he's the one who created the sovereign. Yeah. Who the villain in, in the second one. Yeah. And he created the obelisks who they fought in the second one. Yeah. He, I guess, created Rocket. Yeah. So, yes. So they, you know, that as an idea of the high evolutionary being this, uh, you know, the... This the main button. the person who pulls the strings, you know. Yeah. And he's been doing stuff that affected the Guardians this whole time. Yeah. I like that as an idea, but in the movie, I don't really feel it. Okay. That's another one of those things when I looked at it in hindsight, I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah. But <laughs> at the time in the movie, I was just like, ah. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we spoke about the action, the one take fight. Yeah, but that's kind of the only one I really liked. I didn't like that first uh, one yeah. where they. What were they doing? They were fighting. No, they were in the different suits, right? With the the org- the manga suits. Yeah, the Orgo Corp. Well, he yeah. said uh, James Gunn said it's not a reference to Among Us. <laughs> it's a reference to um, two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey, where they have the different suit colors. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, what? So why do they go there to Ogokor? To get the pass key thing and save a rocket. You know, he, the he pass has key. yeah. So he has a kill switch inside him. Yes, and it's like password encryption. Yeah, being encrypted. So they go to Ogokor to get the password to unencrypt the the kill switch. Yeah, and then they get it. Well, yeah. I, I think they do get it. Yeah. And yes. And then what happens? They go back to the ship and they say, uh, "Yeah, they disable the kill switch." But he's still going to. So then, what happens? Then, uh, then the high evolutionary wants rocket. So then they go 
to him. And they're like, no, it's a trap. And when uh, oh yes, he no, said, and that's I was wondering how did the high evolutionary get rocket? That's what I'm trying to put together. Yeah, they took him. Yes, well, yes, yeah. yes, because it's a it was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? It's a standoff. Bro, once again, this guy's a fucking idiot. In Infinity War, he's the one. Uh, they nearly got the glove from Thanos, and yeah. he fucked it up. Yeah. The biggest idiot in the world. <laughs> I'm glad he's on Earth. He's out of the, <laughs> he's out of the way <laughs> from you know uh, dis- distracting the other guardians. Yeah. Yes, this, this guy's a devil. Anyway, <laughs> who else? Who am I missing? Mantis. Yeah. I. I don't know how I feel. I haven't thought about Mantis. Fair enough. She's very like. She's very but much she, a But again, character. she went off on her own. Yeah. I guess maybe... She, she took those big mole yeah, things. Yes. Yeah. But what is she going to do? I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Why send her away? She did... I think she said something, but I don't remember what she said. She said... I've been, you know, same. She the same thing that happened to Peter happened to her, right? Right. Peter says, since his mother died, he's been going from woman to woman. Yeah. He needs to find himself. And yes. part of that is going back to her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why part of that is going back to her. That's nevertheless, just, uh, right? Yeah. She, the same thing. She right. used to live with ego, and she was dependent on him. Yeah. So now and then she went to the guardians and was dependent on them. She needs to go off on her own and be independent. Independent. Too. Yes. So the same. The two of them are doing the same thing. But and in both cases, I don't like it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of it, but yeah. in terms of. There's no in-story reason. Again, yeah. like I said, uh, perhaps Marvel wanted to place Quill on Earth. Yeah. So he could, you know, coordinate yeah. Yeah. with the Avengers. But so, yeah, that's why I don't understand why Mantis went away. We might eventually get something where it's like they're in a big fight and she shows up. With Atlusks. Like, yeah. Ugh. Like, they, you know, like... Um, Maybe she gets a... A TV show, yeah, or something. It, yeah, I don't know. But um, what is I going to say? The you know, I said this is like a one last ride, and they put the one last ride in the trailer. Yeah, I thought someone was going to die. Yeah, and when it was happening to Quill, and Groot's arms start breaking off, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Adam Warlock saved him. Yeah, now and you know that thing he did. Yeah. The pose. The garden, Adam. Yes. The creation of man. That's what it's called. It's called the creation of Adam. Okay, classic. <laughs> Which, it made me roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's so silly. But again, yeah, in the movie, I didn't like it. But now that I'm looking back, I'm like, that is, that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, Adam Warlock underused. Yes. But the character we do get, he's a himbo. A himbo? Do you know what that is? No. It's a bumbo, but it's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a hot, <laughs> a hot dumb guy. <laughs> um, do you know Jack Grealish? Yes. That guy's a pure himbo. <laughs> <laughs> <Every> interview, <laughs> well, I hear that guy speak, I'm like, oh, this is a moron. <laughs> but he is so good looking. <laughs> He's a himbo. So, yes. 
they may <laughs> folks this is what the loony left are doing they may they may that a more like himbo also yes they himbo fight him <laughs> yes can i just say originally like right at the beginning of the movie when he started speaking the english accent caught me off guard even though will polter is english I I don't realize it because in where the Millers he doesn't have a Yeah, yeah that's that's why I thought oh he's ah, going to have an American accent but he does have one in uh, Revenant Yeah I've watched yeah. Revenant But anyway the the sovereign all have English accents Yes Elizabeth Debicki so it makes sense that he also has one Yeah it does And the what's his name the high evolutionary also has English accent Yes <laughs> so <laughs> I think it all starts from him Yeah probably Yeah Mm. But anyway, there's a lot of nepotism going on in this movie. Okay. Did I mention it? No. Well, a little bit during the context. All right. So James Gunn's wife is in this movie. Yes. And people get upset about that. That was mentioned. Yes. So, did I mention that? <laughs> you know, okay. it's not really a big deal. Uh, you might have. Directors can cast whoever they want, right? Yes. And obviously, they want to cast and just hire people that they like to be around, right? Yeah. So, James Gunn hired a lot of his friends for this project. Yeah. So, for example, do you know who Craglin is? Uh, it's his, I think it's his brother, Sean Gunn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the character of Craglin. Oh, yeah. The He's the guy, he took over from Yondu as the, the guy with the head, head fin. Yeah. a head fit in an arrow. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's James Gunn's brother. Yeah. You know we saw the Ravagers. Yes. And I said uh, uh those guys are the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. From the comics, I mean. Yeah. There's a character called Martinix. Yeah. He's like a diamond man. Yeah. He's voiced by Michael Rosenbaum. Okay. Who's a good friend of James Gunn. Yeah, makes sense. He also played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Ah, do you remember that? No. All right. <laughs> you don't remember Smallville? No. Oh my god. No what? Jesus Christ. What? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to boot another co-host of this. <laughs> Version 3. <three. laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Um yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Okay, so the the Orgo Corp scene, mm-hmm. chock full of them, right? Yeah. So Nathan Fillion is there. Yeah. Who's another friend of his? Yeah. Uh the red lady. Yeah. That's played by Daniela Melchior. Yeah. She's from she plays Ratcatcher in Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Uh the like receptionist is his wife, as I said. Yeah. Um the villain of this movie. Yeah. Is from is from Peacemaker. Oh, okay. Uh the high evolutionary, I mean. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Apparently there was a Pete Davidson cameo. Mm. Yeah, but Pete Davidson also from Suicide Squad. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Just people he likes, he'll just put in his movies. Yeah. Uh you know, Franz Ford Coppola. Yeah. He likes Robert De Niro put him in the movie. <laughs> right? It's uh, yeah. like, you know, people can just put it wherever they want in the movie. Yeah. If they feel it's going to work. Yeah. So I understand nepotism sucks, but you know, It is what it is. What can you do? <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, but so be it. Anyway, the another thing I wanted to say. Yeah. This guy's face came off. <laughs> yes. I thought there was there was going to be a reveal. <laughs> that is actually Kang the Conqueror. 
Because look, <laughs> he has the same like color palette, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a purple costume. Yeah. <coughs> it is just now I'm not racist, but uh, <laughs> hey, wait a second. So I just saw a black guy with a purple costume, wow. and I was like, "Kang, <laughs> Kang the wow. Conqueror." Yeah, but I mean, because he's yeah. Let's okay. just hear that. My co-hosts are racist. <sighs> yes, there can be two villains who happen to be black and wear a purple costume. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just thought his 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 face peeling off would be a reveal. <laughs> That's all. But no, it was just his face peeling off. Yeah. That just a sick fucking yeah. guy, bro. <laughs> With a face peeling problem. <laughs> yeah. That upset me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the new spaceship is called the Bowie. Uh-huh. It used to be called the Milano after Alyssa Milano. Yeah. It was also another big liberal anti-Trump critic. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie after, you know, singer. Yeah. Um... Uh, I didn't like the music in this movie. Oh, okay. I really felt like the first two movies were way better than this one. Fair. I thought the movie, the songs in this movie sucked. Okay. Not saying they didn't. You know, we're saying Super Mario. They just choose the most obvious one. Yeah. They didn't choose the most obvious ones. Yeah. Uh, on paper, they make sense. Just uh, in the actual yeah, movie. Yeah. Experiencing well. it, I'm like, this kind of sucks, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, think about the the opening of the second one. Yeah. They play Mr. Blue Sky and uh, yeah. <laughs> Baby Groot dancer around. Yeah. And like, uh, when the chain, yeah. uh, the, the the beat kicks in and the chain, and he Peter gets his power to fight Ego. Yeah. It's like they've used music so well throughout the series, and this movie, I was just like, oh, not. It didn't mesh it well for me at all. That's fair. You, I, I don't disagree mm. necessarily. I just I preferred, um, like instead of an orchestral score, you know, they they used actual well actual music. Yeah, a soundtrack well, instead of a score. Yeah. All right. Like the I I think there was a good mix. Yeah, but the quality between, of it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Right. That's yeah. Mm. Mm. But that's just me. The first, like, the opening scene was an acoustic version of Creep. Yeah. Which... These guys aren't creeps. Well, I I think it was more like... Yeah, I, not, look, it's more about being an outsider. Yeah. But that's... The first movie was, like, saying, hey, we as a group of outsiders can come together and be a... An insider. A, yeah, no, a family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, other people may not want us, but we come together. Yeah. And we're a family. Yeah. So at the end of that movie, none of them are outsiders anymore, right? Yeah. Because they have a family. Yeah. So why <laughs> why did they play the song Creep? I it's stuff like that where I was thinking throughout the movie. I'm like, this. I understand what he's trying to go for. Yeah. But it doesn't really make sense. That's. Fine. Um. Anyways, anything else? No, I think that's about it for me. I feel like I'm missing a... Oh, the oh. first uncensored F-bomb in a yeah. Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, we, we saw, like, you know when uh, Nick Fury gets dusted? Yeah. He says, mother... F-, and he, yeah. you know, the he sand flows away. Um, I think in the second one, uh, Rocket says... Uh, Groot says, I'm Groot. And Rocket says, 
He said we're the guardians of the freaking galaxy. Yeah. Only he didn't say freaking. <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff like that where it's like, it's implied uh, F words, but <laughs> this is the first time like somebody just said it. And like, yeah, PG-13 movies are allowed one fuck. Okay. Right? Yeah. So like, uh, do you remember X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse walks through a portal and Magneto goes who the fuck is that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh he says who the fuck are you <laughs> yeah uh, um, but yeah <coughs> bless you oh also Groot can say more than I well, uh, yes. yes so this is the thing now did he say that or have we become so used to him we can hear his thoughts now because well, remember, all of them at first can't understand him, but after they've spent enough time with him, they can understand it. Yeah. Have we, as the audience, spent enough time with Groot that we can suddenly hear Maybe. him as he's the words he's speaking? He may have said, "I am Groot," but we, as the audience, have grown so accustomed now we know that he said, "He I said, love I love you guys." But <laughs> that's one idea. The second one is he's been frauding this whole time. <laughs> he can speak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the fact that the other Guardians can interpret what he says makes me think uh, he is saying stuff. It's yeah. just we can't understand, but now we can. Yeah, I, th- I feel like it's... Um, well, my interpretation of it is that it's like I am Groot is like his language, right? And so they've, they've learned to speak his language. But he can also speak English. He just chooses not to. Oh... It's like someone who speaks. Uh, well, I was going to say it could be like you know he's a tree. Yeah. So it's like his vocal cords can only go in one pattern. Yeah. I am Groot. Yeah. Well, but he. he but that's why he says we that, are Groot. That's why I'm saying <laughs> something changed. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, this is not the Groot from the first movie. Yeah. That this is son of Groot. Yes. Groot in the first one died. Yes. And then uh, baby Groot is his son. Yeah. And this is the grown-up baby Groot. Yeah. Uh, Jack Groot. <laughs> He's a... <laughs> this guy's fucking inch. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. We, have, we forgot about Groot. Yeah. Damn, we forgot about Groot. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about Dre. Uh, forgot about Groot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, is there anything else to say? Not from my side. Uh, the post-credits... Yeah, the post credits. The first scene was just the new Guardians team. Yeah, <laughs> like an advert for yeah. them, I guess. <laughs> and the other one was Peter Quill in Earth, you know, in Earth, on Earth, <laughs> just avoiding his chores. Yeah, so nothing much. Yeah. Uh, I've always kind of liked that the Guardians are kind of separate to the, the rest uh, of the Marvel universe. Okay, yeah, like it's just now like that because Gamora was was killed. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that kind of like. Uh, impacted these movies but for the most part they just yeah you know (laughs) stand on their own yeah right they keep to themselves yeah so I think this is a pretty good movie yeah but with flaws yes so I don't know what number I'll give like I said I'm gonna rewatch it this week okay and uh, I'll give a short report next week okay to see where I've fallen or maybe not next week. Maybe okay. we'll, just the day I, <laughs> I I've reached a consensus. I'll, I'll talk about it. Fair enough. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? I mean, my initial review is like a six. 
Mm. But that's like that. That's mostly because I just didn't like the length of it. Mm. Like I, I found I lost interest about an hour and a half in, and I just couldn't get back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, that you said it was too long. Yeah. I actually felt this movie was uh, a good, you know, that yeah, fair. Like I was okay. I was having enough fun yeah. that it didn't. Uh, you know i didn't yeah. i didn't notice the time yeah that's the thing uh you know a good movie goes for as long as it needs to yeah so even if so if i'm having a good time i don't mind the time passing yeah for example avatar <laughs> right it's three and a half hours but the you know because i'm having such a blast it goes by so quick yeah as opposed to something that's a, a pain to watch even though it might only be like an hour it's so boring yeah that you know Yeah, <laughs> time passes more slowly because yes. it's yeah. Hmm. So can we move on to recommendations? Yeah. Well, it's not really a recommendation. It's just kind of like what we've been watching. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's certain things I'm not recommending. They're just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm just talking through the things I've watched this week. Yeah. That's that's what I'm doing. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Um hang on. I'm hanging on. Well, you can speak while I <laughs> while I'm looking for my thing. <laughs> so, um, I don't shut your I don't I don't take stapler and <laughs> you know close your mouth. <laughs> you said hold on, so I was like All right, fine, fine. Okay. You you carry on. Right. So, um I watched The Wish Dragon this past week. The Wish Dragon. Yeah, it's a it's a very cute Netflix animated movie about a, a dragon a, that grants wishes. Yeah, it's a wish dragon. Oh, wow. And what a novel, <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh you know who could have guessed <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very aladdin-y mm. like it it follows it follows almost exactly the same plot as aladdin poor guy princess genie but in this case dragon and then <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> yeah carry on <laughs> but yeah i <laughs> no carry on don't mind me. <laughs> just carry on speaking <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah I, I I really enjoyed it. It was a good time for me. Is that all you watched? Yeah. That that's it. Yeah. I yeah. So I don't often watch things. So due to the mix up last week. Yes. Where I watched The Evil Dead Rise and you watched <laughs> The Pope's Exorcist. Yes. Uh an idea that was floated was uh we switch <laughs> and you watch you you watch evil dead rise and i watch the pope's exorcist yes i don't know if you did but i watched the pope's exorcist <laughs> I, i did not and you know i was making uh, some fun little jabs and drives you know saying oh wow my co-host he's a demon racist yeah. right yes i've actually watched the movie and you have a serious problem why the demon did nothing wrong <laughs> the demon did nothing wrong your anti-demon bias is out of control bro it's ridiculous <laughs> the demon was totally correct. <laughs> that that is truly the most biased review I ever heard last week. And you didn't say this movie is quite funny. There's a lot of great jokes. Yeah, they are. I was just very disappointed. <laughs> you know, the trailer was deceiving. Okay. He doesn't say, "You have a problem with me? You can take it up with my boss." the pope yeah he just says you, if you have a problem me take it up with my boss well he like so before that he says <laughs> it broke my heart <laughs> i wanted that line 
take it up with my boss, the Pope. <laughs> That's all I want to shout at people. <laughs> you have a problem with <laughs> Take it up with my boss, the Pope. I would love it. Yeah. It's, it's like two lines separated. So he goes, like, yes. the Pope hired me yeah. and then take it up with my boss. Yeah, it sucks. But anyway. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Last week I spoke about blank. Uh, every week I've spoken about blank check. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I haven't watched the movie this week. Okay. Uh, they're doing Buster Keaton. They started a oh. Buster Keaton. Uh, okay. So I watched. Uh, I watch. They're doing like two movies at a time. So I watched the first yeah. one. It's okay. called Three Ages. Okay. It's like set in the uh, Stone Age. You know, okay. like Flintstones type. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know what to call that. Jurassic era. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Prehistoric. Prehistoric times. times. Yeah. One in like Roman times. Yeah. And one in the modern day, which is 1920s. Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's so funny, dude. Okay. Uh, you see a lot of like, you know, I spoke about something a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke about something. <laughs> Okay, yes. I said the physical comedy of something. Yes. Right? Was yeah. uh, similar to Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan is a, a student of B- Buster Keaton. Yes. There's a lot of great physical comedy. Like, he's, yeah. he's driving a car. Yeah. And the car b- uh, breaks apart. <laughs> <laughs> and he just keeps... <laughs> and he, no, and he saw... He, like, he walks forward and he's just holding the <laughs> the steering wheel and he looks behind him and the, the whole car's <laughs> like it came apart right there's there's great jokes like that so oh, sorry um i just remembered the wish dragon is i think it's produced by jackie chan or something oh so it's all it's also got a lot of those little physical things like in one scene he is this a live action book no, it's a oh like a, then it's not a, physical. It's well, yes, animated. animated. Yeah, yeah, animated. They can do whatever, bro. Okay, yeah, but it's it's got a lot of like. So in one scene, he so after he meets the dragon, hmm. he at some point he goes, "I wish I could fight," but he doesn't realize he said it. Yeah, and so when they attack him, he brings out all these combo <laughs> moves, but he like beats the dog shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> So anyway, in between Blank Check series, they do a palate cleanser. Okay. Uh, and they have a producer, his name is Ben. Yeah. He uh, he chose a movie called Clifford. Okay. Which is <laughs> a movie about Martin Short oh. inexplicably playing a 10-year-old child. Oh. <laughs> He's okay. clearly an adult and nobody comments on it. Right? <laughs> and it's like, this guy is like an evil kid. He's like the seed of a demon, bro. Uh it's him and Charles Grodin okay. as uh, his uncle who uh, he's conned like uh, a, a stay with his uncle. Yeah. His uncle's girlfriend feels as if though, you know, he's not good with kids. Yeah. So he invites Clifford over to, oh, <laughs> okay. to prove that he's good with kids and Clifford is a fucking demon. He's <laughs> a bad guy. <laughs> right. It's a fun movie. I've never heard of it before until I went through it with this then so after the Steven Spielberg series which I finished last week yeah there's Clifford and then the next series was uh, Catherine Bigelow okay do you know who that is Uh, director James Cameron's ex-wife oh right okay we spoke about the 2009 Oscars where it was the the exes going against each other with Avatar and uh, the Hurt Locker yeah right so I'm going through her filmography I only watched the first one it's called The Loveless 
Okay. It's like a biker gang movie. It was made in the 80s, but it's set in the 50s. Okay. Starring Willem Dafoe in his first role. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's first role, one of his first roles. Okay. Uh, and the one of the things we know about Willem Dafoe is he has a huge dick. What? Right? Okay. There's a movie he made with, I think, Lars von Trier, where they had to get a porn star because... Willem Dafoe's dick was too big. Oh my so goodness. Had to, <laughs> wow. <laughs> had to get a porn star who was smaller <laughs> to do the, you know, like, uh, I the don't know. Love making scenes. Or whatever. I haven't seen that movie, so I don't okay. know. Yeah. But anyway, we see his dick in this movie. Oh. And it's kind of like a back shot. We don't see it from the front. But you I'm just like, see it hanging between his Yeah. Legs. But I was just like, that's just like a big dick. <laughs> I was, I like... Based on the stories, I, I was imagining something comical, like a <laughs> like a, a baseball bat. But it's just a big dick. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, dude. <laughs> just to tuck it into yeah. the sock. Sorry, dude, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was imagining <laughs> something mad. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's my review of the movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. It remind okay. me of. Uh, George Lucas movie called uh, American Graffiti. Oh uh, yeah, but with a biker gang instead of uh, street racing. Fair enough. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, the next thing I watched was Dungeons and Dragons, oh. which was the first uh, idea for this week's episode. Yeah. That so was. yeah, until I changed like at the last minute to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But yes, we were gonna do Dungeons of the Dragons. People yeah. have been saying it's underrated, oh. so I was expecting like a seven. Because okay. I I was expecting bad, so underrated would be like a seven. Yeah, but it's like a eight point five. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, I'm having such a great time with this. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and again, uh, part of the reason I don't want to do dun- Dungeons and Dragons is because I'm not familiar with, you know, D&D. I'm, I'm not familiar with that IP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, I, I couldn't approach it with like. A, like a, a nerd, as not, I would like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy where I have experience so, with it before yeah. you know yeah. uh, I'm just a total newcomer to this and uh, I was shocked how accessible it was it was you know yeah. there, was, there wasn't too much lore there was like uh, why do they do this it was just yeah. you know well so a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff is you kind of make it up as you go yes it's a so, yeah yeah this I believe this one is based on uh, a certain party that had their Dungeons and Dragons game go on for like two years or something. <laughs> and Jesus just, Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, this, this is, I believe it's based on that original party mm. from what I've heard. All right. Yeah. And the last thing I watched this week is called Mafia Mama. Okay. Uh, it's like, uh, this lady she was uh, whisked away as a baby okay. by her mother to go live in America okay. but back home in Italy uh, her family is like the mob oh. the mafia oh damn okay <laughs> right? and um, like a rival gang does yeah. a hit on the family yeah meaning she's the last relative oh so there's oh, like wow. a, okay. a bunch of like you know lower level people still there yeah they go and they find her yeah. and she has to become the new Don. Oh, you know yeah. <laughs> it stars Tony Collette who's uh, excellent I've never seen her in a bad movie okay um, she was cruelly robbed at the 2018 Oscars for her well I guess 
the 2019 Oscars. Yeah. Because Hereditary came out in 2018, so... Yeah. It would be the it next would, year. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, next week I want to cover Bo is Afraid. Okay. Which is directed by Ari Aster. Yes. So Ari Aster directed Hereditary, which, you know, right. I was saying, yeah. Tony Collette. Yes. But yes. Tony Collette is the, t- the titular Mafia Mama. Okay. And again, I thought it would be kind of boring, but it was kind of fun. Oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't mind it. I liked it. Like nice. six, seven, in and around yeah. there. I'm like, okay. all right. Better than what I expected. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Hey. Anything else? No, that's it. So, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Yeah. Importantly, it needs to be a five star review. <laughs> Must be. Yes. You know, like uh, they say you should read to your child at night. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it helps them with their learning. Yeah. And like somehow they're able to like take it in while they're asleep. Yeah. So I'm going to come to your house. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read a scary story to you while, <laughs> while you're asleep. <laughs> if you don't give us a five star review, I'm going to read a scary story while you're asleep. And when you wake up, you're going to be like, oh, I'm scared. Whoa, I'm so scared. <laughs> And you're not going to know why, <laughs> right? So please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. Yeah. Uh, you can find all our links at paceup-pod.github.io slash site. That's P-A-I-C-I-P-P-O-D dot G-I-T-H-U-B dot I-O forward slash site S-I-T-E. Nice. Please tell a friend. And yeah. tell that friend to tell a friend, tell a family member. Last week we found a new route, right? We said yeah. tell a friend to tell a family member. Yeah. This week, tell a family member to tell a friend, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. We found an avenue, <laughs> another avenue, <laughs> right? <sighs> tell everyone. Uh, anything else you want to say? If you're sitting in traffic next to someone, ask them to roll down their window. And tell, and tell them, <laughs> give them that URL. Yeah. Tell them it's not a, you know, a lot tell of people. It's not a virus. Yeah, a lot of people are worried that it's, uh, <laughs> that URL leads them to a virus. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to know it's not, but don't deny it too much, you know, like uh, they might think it is a virus. <laughs> you know, you doth protest too much, you know. But anyway, au revoir. Cheerio.